Welcome to Cleomaca Conversations. My name is Daniel Robossi, and I'm a student in the Music Industry Seminar. Today I'll be talking to Daniel Horton, who is an audio engineer. During our conversation, we'll discuss a bunch of stuff from audio engineering, mixing and mastering, to recording. And thank um, you for doing this, by the way. No, um, thank you, man. I really appreciate you for being here, dude. Like, I like I know it's hard to like find time out of like busy schedules and stuff. Yeah, but thank you for being here, man. Thanks, man. Um, so what's your name and why? Why, why do you like? What, what do you do? <laughs> um, I'm Daniel Horton. Um, I'm 21, uh, 21 and a half. So, uh, yeah, I'm an audio engineer. I do freelancing right now. Um, I guess you could say I mix or I specialize in mixing and mastering, um, but I do recording as well. Um, I, I'm trained to do post-production, podcasts, audiobooks, all that good stuff. Anything audio, really. Very nice. So where so did you start working? Um, to be honest, I haven't worked at a set like a studio yet. Or anything i'm currently freelancing right now um yeah so i'm not working at a studio or at like a radio station or anything um For sure. I'm, I'm just freelancing um trying to pick up as many projects as i can um, i usually get more recording than mixing right now which i'm trying to i i prefer mixing but um i'm taking like anything i could get right now you know no, I feel so. Um, what got, what got you into mixing? Um, I say like what got me into audio engineering would be kind of. I used to rap. Um, I don't like to tell people that because I feel like a lot of people are rappers nowadays. <laughs> no, um, yeah, so I knew people made like money and and like it was a thing to like make music sound better. I knew that I was the artist and there was something else to like the process. And sure. um, like my thought process was just kind of like, you know, why pay someone to make my music sound better for me when I can just make it sound better myself? You know what I mean? And no, definitely, uh, I definitely agree. Yeah, I kind of ended up falling in love with it actually. I completely stopped rapping and now I'm just a geeky engineer. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, what like what softwares do you use usually when you like edit and mix and stuff? Um, I'm I'm Pro Tools trained, like super trained in Pro Tools. I know how to use uh, Logic. I know how to use Ableton. Um, yeah, those are like the three main DAWs that I use. But Pro Tools is like the one I'm always on most of the time. So you um, prefer Pro Tools? Yes, sir. I do. Not, um, do you, not, for, not, not for producing, only only like the engineering part. <laughs> okay, no, I see, I see. Um, what, what for for when musicians and stuff, when you work with other people and collaborate, do you um do you see a lot of other DAWs, and do you like work with a lot of other ones, or is it mainly just like Pro Tools? Um, if I'm like working with another engineer, he's most likely is using Pro Tools. Um. I have gone over, I have a buddy that I always help him out um, with his projects. He has like a little home studio and sure. he's always using logic. So it's like kind of forced me to get used to, you know, using logic as well. Um, I took, I took classes on logic, but I never really thought I'd have to use it. 
And so it's kind of just been break out of my comfort zone, like in regards to Dawes. For sure. Um, are does like uh, Pro Tools have certain plugins and stuff that sound really professional that you you pref- you prefer? Because I know I use Ableton and Ableton has like a bunch of like plugins you can download, but sometimes you don't need them. And like I don't know for for your in your cases, do you, do you prefer plugins? Yeah, um, they're de- like yeah, I could go into like a rabbit hole about plugins. <laughs> no, um, I feel. Yeah, there's definitely some. Uh, like higher quality plugins than others. I feel like any stock plugins on the DAW, I try to like shy away from. Um, but yeah, anything like Universal Audio, I'm like obsessed with UA right now. Um, uh, Universal Audio, anything Waves, Waves is like pretty solid. Um, Isotope is pretty nice. I'm really getting into Fab Filter, but it's like so expensive and i just don't have the money for that right now (laughs) so um do you think like a lot of those uh plugins kind of take the mixing and mastering kind of step to the next level yeah most definitely especially with like your more like high-tech plugins because you have some plugins that literally just emulate like hardware pieces like compressors and eqs and stuff like that Mm. but now you have um certain you know certain tools certain eq certain compressors whatever it may be that are like they're you know they're not emulating the past anymore this is like the future kind of like the future of mixing um and you know you're able to do shit that like sorry i just cussed was i no, yeah <laughs> no, you're, I not... you're, you're totally, okay. you're totally loud. I feel. Cool. um <laughs> and you're able to do stuff that you like past mixers were not able to do like whatsoever so um yeah i kind of forgot your question sorry about that what was it what was the question more of like do the plugins and stuff to kind of take the mixing and mastering to the next like step or the next level oh yeah most definitely i used to like drop music rock and um i you know i never knew what mixing or mastering was and now that i know what it is and i actively you know do it i'd say yeah most definitely it takes it like beyond the next level that's awesome man i feel um and then um what got you interested like what kind of like inspired you to do the the career and like kind of make the decisions to like get you in the place you're at now yeah um like i said earlier like i started off like rapping and making my own music and so that kind of pushed me to go to school. I didn't even think I was going to go to school. I was like chill working my sushi job. I was making like just enough money. Um, and, you know, after having family pushing me for like for a while, um, I just chose to dive into something that, you know, I figured I'd really enjoy, which I did, you know, and kind of I've just been on that path ever since. But yeah, just just wanting to like progress in my own music kind of pushed me to go down this path so well, that's yeah. awesome dude i feel is, is do you have any like um creative like influences in like your processes of like making music like is there anything that like inspires uh, you to create yeah okay. uh now you're good dude um let's see like i'm 
That's that's cool. Like I'm not like there are some engineers that are like super geeky and like know like all all the other engineers like and they know like all their habits and, and preferences and stuff. I don't mm-hmm. really like look into it that hard. Um I know like mixed by Ollie, he's like a super dope uh engineer that I've been getting into recently. Um but yeah, as like um I don't know. Like, I'm really into soul music. I've been into, like, soul music my whole life. Uh, like, neo-soul, soul, like, R&B. For sure. Um, listen to rap all my life. Uh, I guess because I'm not making my own music, my, uh, uh, kind of my, uh, sorry, what was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> like, what influences you to, like, create? Okay, yeah. Like, just the music I've listened to since I'm not really creating my own music anymore. Um, Like my, my, my taste in music kind of pushes me or influences me to mix music in a certain way. You know what I mean? No, I feel, I feel. Are are, like, are there any instruments? Do you play any instruments or do you produce any of your own stuff? Um, I try to produce. I suck though. (laughs) I'm really bad at it. Um, I play bass right now. I'm like That's really cool. getting into bass. Yeah, it's pretty dope. I had like one of my buddies, one of my recent classmates, like push me to get into it, and I take lessons from him. Um, I get the homie discount and everything. So <laughs> very nice. That's, that's really cool. So are there? Yeah. Like, uh, do you do you like to add the bass to a lot of your mixes? Like, do you think that adds like a lot of like more raw of like a sound instrument like instrument to oh. it? Yeah, I don't personally add my own bass, but I find myself like pushing the bass as much as I can in the mix. And honestly, sometimes to where I've had some people ask me like, hey man, like the the bass is just super heavy. Do you think you can like cut down? And I'm like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> I didn't I even notice. I'm, yeah, I'm like, I just want to hear that bass in these songs. And sometimes I, I push it a little bit too much. No, I feel. Do you guys do you work with a lot of MIDI's and like um, like the electronic keyboards and stuff and synthesizers? Yeah, uh, kind of. Like like I said, I don't produce too much. I, yeah, I do have my own MIDI though. It's like a cheap one, to be honest. Um, but yeah, my buddy um, Kevin, his name is. He's a producer. He's a songwriter, engineer. Um, I like I'm always at his pad, kind of helping him out with his projects and stuff. He has some, yeah, he's always on the MIDI keyboard, um, you know, he's, he's got his own drum set, guitars, bass, all like, all that different shit, but yeah, he's, he's definitely always using the MIDI keyboard. For sure, that's really cool. Um, have you worked with a lot of like San Diego artists? Is there like anyone that like you really enjoyed working with and you're like, oh wow, that was like, I really learned a lot from that experience? Yeah, um... I bottom line, I think I learned something from every single experience, like every single mix, even if it's like just a two hour mix, like they only asked me to do vocals. I feel like I learned something from every single project, but two, two artists in specific Lawrence Park, I had the pleasure of, um, um, I had the pleasure of like kind of cleaning up the mix and mainly just mastering the song. Um, but 
that was probably like the highest quality song at that time that I had, you know, kind of helped produce. And it was a huge learning process. I'm not gonna lie, like I was faking it until I make it. Like I was totally bullshitting when I was talking to him. Um, act, you know, acting like I knew exactly what I was gonna do. And um, um, yeah, I mean, I just had to like really take time, a whole bunch of YouTube, a whole bunch of like just referencing the the mix and like different, you know, my car on the phone, like different speakers and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that was, that was such a huge uh, learning process. And then I recently just got done with the mix. Um, I'm not sure if you know who Hardini is. He's like a local yeah. San Diego rapper. Yeah. Um, that, that one was super awesome. That one I think was just cool. Cause like, I know he's like kind of getting a little bit bigger, especially in San Diego. So like, just to be able to do that was like such an honor for me. So yeah, for sure, man, that's really cool. Um, so how how universal are your like mixing softwares like for Pro Tools? Like, are you able to like send like stuff to other artists and then like have them like look at it and see it like kind of like because like I know with Ableton it's more like you can just send like a file. Like yeah. Do you do you see a lot of things where like you send like send people like the whole snippet and then you clip up their stuff? Mm. So, if an artist works on Pro Tools, that oh, hold on, you cut out real quick. Um, and also, am I back again? Yeah, 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 my bad. Yeah. Um. So if an artist used Pro Tools, that's cool for me because they can just like literally send me the whole session and like all the files and all that good stuff. And, you know, I pull it up on my computer and everything's like the way they organized it and all that stuff. Um, so that's like super nice. Usually they're like, they don't use Pro Tools. Usually they're on Logic. Um, and in that case, they usually just send me the stems, like they send me the drums, they send me the vocals, guitars, whatever. And that um, that's cool too. Um, sometimes they come a little bit funky, like the files, but um, yeah, sometimes they don't, but yeah. And then what, what happens when a, like a file comes in funky? How, how would you go about fixing that? Um, sometimes like, funky i mean like timing issues like I feel. you could tell like some stuff is like kind of moved differently for whatever reason um in that case a like i let them know right now like right away hey man like i think your you know vocals are off from the rest of like the instrumental or i think you know i tell them whatever I, i'm i'm thinking about and um either i try to fix it myself or I will tell them to just send it back, send another one and really try to, you know, send it correctly this time. Obviously, like I'm not being a dick while I'm telling them, but mm -hmm. like, I don't, at the end of the day, I don't want to like guess and try when they know exactly how it should be. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so yeah. No, I, I feel you. Um. Are there any recommendations that you have for like musicians that like want to go to like studios and stuff or like work with mastering and mixing? Like, like you said, like how like sometimes it'll be just like a little bit like off time or like BPM. Um, is there like any like recommendations you have for people before they're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna send my track to a, a master person? Oh, yeah. Um, 
in the case of sending it off to be mixed, I don't know. I'd say like edit it how you want to edit, um, you know, comp everything how you want it. Um, like make sure everything is solid in the case of performance. You know what I mean? And that's not for us. That's for you guys, because what's that's going to, what's that, or what it, what is going to end up doing is it's saving you a lot more money, especially for the engineers that, um, take hourly rates. Um, cause if you're having to go back and forth and now you figure out like, Oh, actually there's something that I want to change. So send it back. And then you're sending it back to them. Like, it's just going to save you like a lot more money. So I feel like going in with the game plan, you know, exactly what you want. You have everything how you want it. And now all you need for is your project to be mixed and mastered. Um, I think that's definitely the way to go. Is there like a genre of like music that you prefer to like mix and master or is it like kind of open to all genres? Um, dude, I'm not going to lie. Like I've been, I've gotten two like rock projects so far, like ever. Uh And one was just recently, it was like a for a final project for my program that I'm going to. Um, and it was like super rad. I had a super fun time. It was hard. Like, I don't know how to make a rock song sound good. And I think that's why it was so fun. Cause like the challenge of it was, um, was like, yeah, it was just super fun. Usually I get music. So it's usually like I'm cleaning up the vocals, you know, doing just mainly vocal stuff. Cause it's all like sampled, like, you know, sampled kicks and snares and all that stuff. So, how much more can I like make it sound better, you know? So mm-hmm. like, I'm really into rock right now. I'm really into like very um, like acoustic, not acoustic, just like a lot of instrumentals. You know, I don't mind anything. If, if it's like a beat and it's a rapper over it, or if like a singer is singing over a beat, that's cool. Like I'll take anything and I enjoy all my projects, but I'm really into like, you know, mixing the guitars and the, in the drums, the actual drums and the, you know, all the different elements. So yeah. Anything that has like a band really. <laughs> For sure. So do you like working with like uh, bands or do you like working with more individual artists? Um, I, I like both and I like both for different reasons. I feel. Uh, yeah, I, Yeah. I'd say bands, especially for recording. Um, the The process is just like, it's a lot harder and it's a longer process, but it's more fun to me. Like just kind of, you know, setting up a, you know, a vocal mic in a, in a booth and for, you know, a vocal artist, that's fun. And like I said, I enjoy all my projects, but something about, you know, being in the big studio and, you know, having to, set up all the different stuff and get it all ran through the board and all and through all the equipment like that's like a high to me you know what i mean like i feel sure. that's like my happy place you know no i feel that's that's really that's that's awesome man um is there anything else that like you like really like look for while you're mixing and mastering that kind of like you know is like a key, a very key point to like making the song for yourself. Yeah. Um, hmm. Other than like, there's obviously like the, just the like nerdy 
engineering stuff like oh like our certain frequencies starting to like get too like jumbled up and like is it too much going on in that frequency range or am i doing like too much compression like the the super nerdy like engineering stuff but i'm i feel like or something sometimes at least now i'm trying to do that a lot i'm trying to look at like the aesthetic of the song you know what i mean i want to make sure that i'm capturing kind of their image that they're going for you know so Mm -hmm. yeah definitely that aesthetic sometimes for sure and then um when you record people do you mainly record people on pro tools yeah it's pretty much on pro tools like 99.9 percent of the times sometimes it's logic um never really ableton yeah <laughs> most most of the time pro tools why, why would you not use ableton for recording um i used to use ableton for recording so um it's not that i wouldn't it's just i don't usually get that request or anything mm-hmm. like the pro tools is just my go-to sometimes i go over to someone's house and they have logic mm-hmm. but i've never like went over to someone's house or been in a session where they were using Ableton, you know, I'm not opposed to it, but it's just never happened. No, I feel, um, is there any, like, uh, do you, do you ever go to like a studio to like work out with other artists? Yeah. Um, I have like a super awesome opportunity. Um, the owner of the studio, his name is Peter, super awesome guy. Um, he like really tries to help out the students and then like the former students and just keeping them in the studio. So I've been, you know, where I went to school, Studio West, you know, I'm always in that studio, like 24 seven. I feel like sometimes they kind of get tired of me now (laughs) because I'm just always there. And uh, yeah, I have my own personal home studio. I'm currently like, I'm in the process process of getting it treated better. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I'm really trying to, professional treatment to it but either i'm mixing and mastering here or i am tracking at the studio in one of the three studios that they have so um out of like the home studio versus the actual studio would you say that there's a big difference for different styles of recording yeah yeah this is like a big debate that all my classmates have had with each other like throughout the whole year that i went to school um, at Studio West, I, I think technology is getting like really dope now. And, you know, these home studios are really starting to like fucking, you know, sound dope, you know, like mm-hmm. they are. Yeah, like there's some pretty nice or like high scale home studios. But I think there will always be a certain sound to a professional studio mm-hmm. um, just because you know these expensive preamps and these like professional like high quality um treated rooms and mm-hmm. iso booth and like live rooms and everything um like yeah running through the hardware especially if you're running through a console like having all your music run through there mm-hmm. like it all just adds sound to it like it's it's called color and um there's a color that you get out of studios 
in my opinion, especially like in these big studios, when you're running through like boards and everything, that you don't get from your home studio. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Are there yeah. any elements to the home studio that you do like? Um, it's convenient. Yeah, yeah. I like the home. I like my home home studio because I wake up, I open Pro Tools, I open that project that I was working on last night, and everything's the same as how I left it. Vices mm. in, in the studio, you have to like recall everything. Um, especially if you're like using all the outboard equipment, you have to like try to set everything, you know, how you had it the day before. So yeah, everything's like exactly how you left it. Nothing has to change if, if you don't want it to. Um, and it's in your space. So sometimes it could be, um, more comfortable. I know for sure. I like mixing in my home studio, um, I can try, you know, I can do a decent job at this studio, even though they have like, like better treatment and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I can go over to my buddy's house or a client's house. Um, and I can definitely try my best there, but this is like, you know, this is like my sanctuary and this is like where all my ideas start to come out. You know what I mean? No, for sure. I feel you. Um, are there any elements of the studio that like you want to like, bring to your home studio or are there any like aspects of like the home studio you want to bring to the studio if i could i'd bring the whole studio to my house no for sure i feel <laughs> um yeah um i think just yeah just like i guess the treatment like i'm that's something i'm really working on right now like i'm you know i was going crazy on like plugins and i even have like some heart outboard gear now um, like I have a compressor and like a summing mixer. Um, I just got a new, like a pretty nice interface recently. It's a universal audio, um, like got the decent speakers. And then finally I like put a cap on myself and, um, I told myself like treatment is next, you know, like it's, it's, it's not the fun stuff that I want to spend money on, but it's, uh, it's like very much needed, but yeah, I'd say bring the treatment here and take, um, I don't know, like, I wouldn't say I'd take anything to the studio, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe like the vibe sometimes, maybe sometimes you in like an artist comes into the, to the studio and like they're a lot more nervous um there's a lot more pressure on them whereas Mm -hmm. sometimes if you invite an artist to your home studio it's more like relaxed and they might be more relaxed and whatnot so Mm -hmm. if you can have like a professional studio that's like in a home almost Mm -hmm. and it's like the home type of vibe um that'd be cool (laughs) i think they're a studio in San Diego that's like ran out of someone's home but it's um it's like an actual professional studio they have a board I believe all the outboard gear um that's I can't really think cool. of the name right now though uh, that's yeah. really cool though um so when you how, how would you you said earlier kind of like about treating a room how would you treat like a room and like kind of make it more soundproof or make like a home studio more professional um like right off the bat if you're just 
you know, you're just getting started out and you want something, I do just like absorption. You know, they even have those panels that you see in like, or like the little foam um, squares that you see in like everyone's home studio. Mm. Um, that, that definitely works. You definitely want absorption, especially if you're like mixing out of speakers. Um, like you want it to the side of you and you want it behind you and on top of you, if possible, that's, those are like the most important spaces. Um, if you want to go like a little bit better, higher scale, use panels. That's what I have behind me. I built my own panels. Um, those are like a little bit better quality and they're a little bit thicker. So they do more absorption. Um, kind of like whatever your budget is, definitely do it because, mm -hmm. um, if you have no treatment, your speakers are going to be lying to you. You're not actually mm -hmm. hearing what you're supposed to hear because of all the crazy reflections and, and, um, like diffusion in your room. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Is there like, um, when, so have you ever, have you ever heard about putting like a, a, a blanket over your head and recording with like a microphone that way? Yeah. I've, How do you I've feel about that? Before. Yeah. I think, like, you know, you can have all this fancy shit and, um, you know, the high quality treatment and high quality equipment. But at the end of the day, with what you got and, and if you can make it work, it work, you know? Um, yeah, like just, you do, sometimes you don't need all the fancy shit. Like just use what you have to your accessibility, you know? No, for sure. And then um, in the studios, like, do you ever think, like, wh what would be your future for, like, studio and studios? Like, would you ever want to have, like, your own studio? Um, I, you know, I'd love to, you know, buy a farm one day and have yeah. just, like, a fucking barn, barn studio in the back, you know? Like, really barn. <laughs> a barn on the outside, studio on the inside. I'm not sure why that's my idea, but like, that's what I see. Um, sure. I'd have, I'd have like a home student, like a, a home base operation, um, rather than owning my own studio. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it's a lot of work, you know, um, and the owner of our studio, Peter Dyson, he's more of like a business owner than an engineer. And I feel like I'm trying to engineer, Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it just takes a lot of energy to own that, that studio, you know, not even be in the studio, not even the engineering part. It's just owning the studio. So if mm -hmm. I can just have my own home operation, um, not worry about like, you know, extra bills on, on like a, you know, at a different, um, address and whatnot, um, that'll be a lot easier for me. So definitely home operation but as professional as possible. For sure. That's really cool. And then um, what, what do you think is like the future of your career? Like where do you, where do you want to go from here? Um, dude, I'm, that's like something I've been thinking about a lot. Like I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what direction I'm going in. I'm just kind of going in it. Um, you know, my, you know, if, if my like, yeah, um, 
what am I trying to say? If everything, you know, works out how, like, exactly how I want it to work out, you know, I, again, I'd be in my own home studio. It's like, it's decent. It's professional. It gets the job done. Um, like I'm mixing like some, just some dope artists. Um, basically I'm just like getting paid for mixing, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> because mixing is what I really like to do. Like that's, that's really the part where I shine, but, um, yeah, I'm just making money from engineering and I have, you know, my whole setup and I'm living steady, but, um, uh, sometimes this career can be like a little bit challenging. Um, mm-hmm. It like fluctuates with work. So um, I've definitely heard like, don't keep her eggs in one basket, you know, mm-hmm. um, definitely try to, you know, um, diverse yourself in like the type of jobs you can take. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, the world's not perfect. So I know I'm like, I'm going to have to start to, you know, pick up different types of jobs and whatnot. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then do you think it's, it's kind of hard to find clients for mastering and mixing, or do you think it's like, could be relatively kind of easy once you get your like name out that you're a pretty good like mixer and master? Um, yeah, at first it was, it was pretty hard because no one knew who I was. And like, I'm just this kid, you know, going around DMing guys and, you know, yo, like, let me mix your music for free. Um, you know, I've, I've mixed at a professional quality, which I didn't like whatsoever. Um, and at first it was hard cause these people didn't trust me and they're like, you know, like, why, you know, why am I going to send you my music? Um, like, I don't know what you can do. I, you know, I don't know what your quality is especially when you start to talk about money, then they're definitely not for it because, you know, they don't, you know, they don't want to pay for something that they know isn't going to sound good. Um, But definitely as I started to be in the studio more, started to get more mixes out. Now I have references, you know, for artists to hear. Um, um, I've worked like on a couple songs that have got like decent numbers. I'm talking about one in specific. <laughs> um, uh, you know, as, as I have that work to show, it's definitely a lot easier even to where now I'm having some artists hit me up for services. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure if I, you know, if I have a website set up and, you know, I have in my social media, like bios that like, you know, DM me for inquiries, inquiries and whatnot. Like mm-hmm. I might get a little bit more traffic, but yeah, it was, it was definitely a struggle just to get like that first project to, to mix, you know? Mm-hmm. So nowadays with like technology, there's like a huge, like, you know, like a way to like kind of brand yourself, like as a business, especially like as a like mixing and mastering or like sound engineer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you, do you prefer like the more social media side of it or do you prefer more of like the meeting artists and then working locally and then having like kind of like word of mouth? Mm-hmm. I feel like both. For sure. Um, I hate, I hate networking. I'm not like a super networker, but just from engineering, it's like taught me to be better with networking and I'm still like, um, I'm still working out on it like every single day. But I, I feel like there's benefits to both, you know, For um, sure. 
if you want it to be, you know, Instagram or your Facebook or whatever, that can be like your catalog right there. You know, um, everyone can stay updated on what you're doing. And if, if you're talking to an artist, they can easily go onto your Instagram and see artists you work with, you know, if you're actually about what you're, you're saying you're about, you know, and then I feel like it's important to actually meet up with artists as well and do that network networking part and have that word of word of mouth. Um, because, um, I just feel like it's important to build that like chemistry with artists, you know, and that's mm-hmm. how you build a, a repeating customer. And then, yeah, then their homies or their friends or whatever, um, they really love the music that they're putting out. So now they want to find out how they can put out, you know, the same quality. So, you know, I, I definitely feel like both are super important. So. For sure. Um, is there like, is there anything anywhere else you want to go with like your mixing and mastering? Like is, is, is there like a big idea that you have that you want to maybe like do with this like mixing and mastering kind of like, area of music um like i'd love to get not like not too much like i'm kind of just going with the flow and you know taking taking what's given to me um i'd like to get more like neil soul like soul type music like that's like my all-time goal is to like be working with a bunch of artists like that um i'd like to get into more post-production um like the more post-production side of engineering doing like sound effects for like commercials and, and, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, that's a big goal for me, but yeah, I'm kind of just going at, with the flow as it comes. Very nice, man. I, I like it. Are there any like plugs or like projects you've been working on that you want to like shout out? <laughs> um, let's see. Any projects that I want to shout out? Um, shout out to Lawrence Park. I think that was like it was a super fun project, super nice guy. Um, I, he dropped it in December. Um, probably like the highest uh, like viewed song that I've worked on. Um, but yeah, shout out to him. Like he took a chance on me and, um, you know, he really let me do, you know, what I've what I, you know, needed to do to get the job done. So that was like a super awesome project. Honestly, shout out to like all artists, you know, mm-hmm. just for grinding and um, especially local artists, you know, like I feel like the San Diego community, the music community is like growing so much right now. And especially mm-hmm. rap, I'm not like too into rap, but I still, you know, I still take pride in it because this is like, this is a city I grew up in and mm-hmm. Yeah, just shout out to the San Diego music community. For sure. That's that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, dude. This is it's been it's been nice. Oh yeah, brother. Um, thank thank you for thank you for letting me interview you, dude. I really I really appreciate it. Um I yeah, hope it, yeah, it was a super fun time by the way. Like I I was I didn't think I was gonna enjoy it as much as I did. <laughs> no, for sure, dude. I, I really, I really appreciate you you meeting up with me, man. Oh yeah, man. But hell yeah, I'm gonna stop the I'm gonna stop the recording. <laughs>